Hello and welcome to Fibber McGee and Molly from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. The Johnson Wax Program. Good evening, everyone. Hi, hello, welcome home. Well, well, thank you. Thank you, and good evening again. The makers of Johnson's Wax present Marion and Jim as Fibber McGee and Molly. Ted Weems and his orchestra open the show with After You've Gone. Get going, Ted. announcement which I want to make here should be of interest to everybody who owns an automobile. So attention, please. The makers of Johnson's Wax, in celebration of their 50th anniversary, are offering a can of Johnson's Auto Wax free of charge. Just go to your service station, auto supply store, or regular wax dealer and ask for Johnson's free gift anniversary package. This special package contains a pint of Johnson's Auto Cleaner, and a full-size can of Johnson's Auto Wax. You pay 59 cents for the cleaner. This is less than the regular selling price. And you get the full-size can of Johnson's Auto Wax free. The supply of these free gift packages is limited, so get your free can of Johnson's Auto Wax without delay. It's a balmy summer evening at Wistful Vista, and it's going to get balmier by the minute. Fibber and Molly started out for a stroll. Fibber thought it might be a chummy idea to drop in at the detective bureau for a chat with the boys. So here, talking to the chief of detectives, we find Fibber McGee and Molly. Yes, sir, that was the toughest case my detective agency ever saw. They was hardly a clue to that gal's murder, except a penny box of matches. And I solved the crime with that. McGee, how did you solve a crime with a penny box of matches? 
I struck him one at a time and read her diary. <laughs> yes, sir, Chief. Every time my detective agency run into a crime, I solved it like a flash. Deducing got to be a kind of a game with me. With deduces wild. <laughs> yes, yes. Well, very interesting, I'm sure. Very interesting. I'd like to give you a practical test, my little Sherlock Holmes. You're boasting a sort of struck my fancy. Yes, yes. My vilo fancy. Oh. Now then, let's see. Uh, what do you deduce from a close, close scrutiny of my personal appearance? And remember your manners, McGee. <laughs> well, sir, bud, I deduce that your wife is visiting relatives this week, and you're keeping bachelor quarters, and your wife is a large woman who wears a striped sweater and shorts, and she'll be home August the 30th. Well, heavenly day. Is he right, Mr. Detective? Absolutely, my little G-woman. Uh, how did you figure that out, McGee? Well, I knowed your wife was away on account of two buttons missing off your vest and a hole in your sock. <laughs> I knew you was keeping bachelor quarters on account of because there's some egg on your necktie, and men always cook eggs when their wife's away. Well, how'd you know she was visiting relatives? On account of because that's a female's idea of a vacation. <laughs> well, uh, tell me, my little Scotland Yard stick, uh, how did you know she was large and wore a striped sweater and shorts? I deduced it, bud. You wouldn't be so scared of her if she was little. And I never seen a big gal yet that didn't like to wear a striped sweater and shorts. <laughs> but, uh, what makes you think I'm afraid of her? Look at the calendar over there in the wall. On August 30th, it says in your handwriting, it says, Poker game with fire department, and then it's crossed out. <laughs> so I know she was coming home then. That being the only reason for busting up a poker date. <laughs> Have a cigar, Chief? No, thanks. I got one. Oh, You've got two, have you? Oh, thanks. Well, sirs, I was saying a minute ago, with modern scientific methods... I'll get it, Chief. Hello. Yes? Yes, Sergeant. What? What? Chester Checkstub missing? Who you got? The valet? Well, send him in, Sarge. You get that, Chief? Chester Checkstub, the billionaire department store owner, has been took for a ride. Heavenly day. That's so. McGee, we must solve this case or I'm through. Chester Checkstub is big star. Well... I can be seen with the naked eye myself. <laughs> ah, here's the valet now. It's all of us, sir. All of us, sir. Oh, sit down and calm yourself, my boy. You're Chester Checkstub's valet, ain't you? Oh, yes, sir. A gentleman's gentleman, sir, you might say. As used to be butler with Mrs. Astor. My name is Horace. Oh, heavenly days. Mrs. Astor's Horace. <laughs> Sergeant says checked up, left a note saying he was being took for a ride. Where'd you find the note? Stuck in the liquor cabinet, sir. Where he knew I'd find it, sir. Left his office. <laughs> oh, boy, is this something. It's been torn here like somebody tried to grab it away from him. Listen. And being taken for a ride by boss of the under... Hmm, the rest is torn off. That means boss of the underworld. Oh, signed Chester Checkstuff. Oh, the poor bastard. And he'd so well or not, when I saw him last. Uh, you go on home before you get historical. Go on now. We'll find him if it's the last thing we do. And it probably will be. Fine state of affairs. Yes, yes, a fine state. One of our leading citizens. Well, listen, Boomer, old boy, we gotta have action. Who's the big shot in the underworld now? Butch Weems. <laughs> Does he work alone? No, he has quite a band, I understand. That's all I want to know. Come on, Molly. Come on, Boomer. Here's the squad car here. Get in. All right, buddy, let her go. I always 
wanted to ride in one of these things. Turn on the radio, officer. Yes, yes, my little gun, Molly. Calling car D-41. Car D-41, attention. Listen closely, please. That's our car number. Car D-41. Stop at Harry's Hamburger Palace and bring the commissioner to with mustard. That's all. <laughs> Attention, car D-41, calling car D-41, correction. Make that piccolily instead of mustard. That's all. probably heard that was Butch Weems and his gang, with Mr. Tanner, alias Elmo the Chirp, giving us the bird. <laughs> Fibber and Molly and the chief of detectives go over the scene of the crime inside the Check Stub Mansion at 14th and Oak Street. Here are Fibber and Molly interviewing suspects. All right, you. What's your name? Hortense Helen. Oh, it is, eh? Ain't you known to the police in Peoria as Parlor Maid Polly, the first picker? No. No, i never been in Peoria. Well, all right. Uh, why did you kill her? <gasps> Heavenly days, McGee. You'll scare the poor girl to death. I know what I'm doing, Molly. She's covering up something. Listen, Sid. Why did you kill him? <laughs> you did kill him, didn't you? Yeah. Yeah, I did, but, but I didn't mean no harm. <laughs> you get that, Molly? She admits killing him, but she didn't mean any harm. Well, maybe it was accidental. Oh, no. No, it wasn't. I, I killed him on purpose. Why? He bit me. <laughs> a likely story. A nice old fella like Mr. Chexta biting you. Oh, him. Yes. Oh, I thought you meant that fly I killed in the dining room. This man. <laughs> McGee the fly cop. Hmm. Mock of the law, that's what they are. Scoffing at justice. What gets me down is... What? I heard a noise outside the door. Somebody listen. Go throw it open. No, you go throw it open. No, you go. I'll sit here and keep you covered. I don't want... Oh, go on, Molly. 
down and throw it open. Remember, I'm right behind you. I'll always remember that. All right, here goes nothing. Come out of there, you eavesdropping murderer. All right, bud. Walk right over here to the desk. I've got you covered. Cut the door, Molly. Listening, eh? Take off your hat. Now then, why was you listening at that door? I wanted to hear what you were saying. Hmm. <laughs> Frank, isn't he, McGee? No, I'm Henry. Well, listen, Henry, don't get smart. How'd you get that cut on your face? From a razor while shaving. Oh, no, you didn't. You got that shave in a barbershop. How could you tell, McGee? He's got a fresh shine, a manicure, and he smells like hair tonic. You get that, Molly? He's bald and smells like hair tonic. That's a barber's work. Barber's, McGee. All right. I did get a shave in a barbershop. But the barber cut me. A likely story. You don't... Why did you kill him? I didn't kill him. But I only tipped him a dime. No, no. He means, why did you kill Mr. Shekstaff? I didn't, but I'd like to know who did. Oh, somebody beat you to it, eh? He's the criminal type, all right, Molly. No lobes on his ears. Oh. All right. What's your name and where do you work? My name is Henry Handcuff, and I'm the police commissioner. Heavenly days. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I thought all the time. <laughs> Just wanted to show you I was on the job, boss. <laughs> Did, uh... By the way, how was the hamburger? Terrible. They got ketchup instead of pickle <laughs> Before you interview the next suspect, McGee, let's look through this book. Oh, I ain't got time to read a book now, Molly. I'm this just... is the rogues gallery, Igernus. Say, it is kind of interesting at that, ain't it? That one looks familiar. That face there. What to say about him? It says number 234567J. Name, Wilcox. Stitches Wilcox. <laughs> alias Harpo, alias Barlow, alias Harlow. Just discharged from hospital. Hmm. Was he sick? What do you think? He just went there to get some flowers? <laughs> Real good picture of him, ain't it, Molly? Wonderful. I could almost expect him to speak. Well, if I did, I'd speak about the quick and safe job Johnson's Auto Cleaner and Polish does on your car. Oh. Hey, Harpo. Yes. Uh, How are you, Fibber? And hello, Molly. Harpo. Yes. Uh, we're working on a murder case here. Well, what about it? Well, don't you think one murder at a time is enough? <laughs> oh. oh, all right. I can take a hint. But this is a fine reception for an old con. Convict? No, convalescent. Oh. <laughs> Poor Mr. Wilcox. And him just out of the hospital with an appendicitis operation. Was it expensive? I don't know. Why, Jack? Well, I always say that what this country needs is a good five-cent scar. <laughs> Look at this next picture. <laughs> that fellow looks familiar there. Who is that, Molly? That's Butch Ween. What's his racket? He's a dance bandit. Oh. Has he done time? Yes. Mostly six-eight. Mm. <laughs> Hello. Yes. Detective McGee speaking. Oh, you have, eh? Well, bring him in. They're bringing in that Weems guy now, Molly. Fix the light so it shines on his face. Oh, if I do, he'll take a bow. <laughs> Here's Butch Weems, boss. Shall I stick around? He's tough. I can handle him, officer. Sit down, Weems. <laughs> what you call sitting pretty. <laughs> now then. Where was you coming from when my men picked you up in the subway? How'd you know they picked him up in the subway? Look how his shoes have been trampled on. Oh. <laughs> now hey, do you mind if I fix this light? Shines right in my eyes. <laughs> there, there, that's better. Listen, Butch. 
I understand you got quite a record. Sure I have. We made several for Victor. Oh. Ah. Listen, Butch Weems, this is serious. We saw your picture in the Rose Gallery. Yeah. Did it do me justice? You don't want justice. What you want is mercy. Your number was 23456AJ. Oh, that was my last number. Well, what's your next number? Rendezvous with a Dream with Sing Sing Como. Come in, Mugs, the boy. <laughs> when the moon begins to be I'll have a rendezvous, a rendezvous with a dream. Down beside a rippling stream, my heart will lead me to a rendezvous with a dream. Then you will Say that you love me and hold me so tight. But like the stars up above me, you'll fade away in the light. But when at last my dream comes true, I'll have a rendezvous, a rendezvous with you. take you long to make your car shine like new again with Johnson's Auto Cleaner. This remarkable new liquid cleaner dries quickly to a white powder. When you wipe off the powder, along comes all the old dirt and road film, leaving the car bright as a mirror. Now, if you've just bought a new car and want to keep it shining, protected from scratches and stains, be sure to wax the finish. And naturally, you'll want to use Johnson's Auto Wax. Right here, let me remind you that you can get a full-size can of Johnson's Auto Wax free if you go to your dealer at once. Ask for Johnson's free gift anniversary package containing a pint of Johnson's Auto Cleaner and a full-size can of Johnson's Auto Wax. You pay only for the cleaner, the small price of 59 cents. The Auto Wax is given to you free of charge. Now, these free gift packages are going fast, so don't delay too long getting that free can of Johnson's Auto Wax. Now back to the text of Mansion, where Detective McGee is interviewing the Chinese cook. What's your name? Ah, Sing. What do you know about this disappearance of Chester Chekstow? No savvy disappearance. Him go plenty, come back plenty. Me no care. Me go on cookie. Why ask it? Well, me husband is a detective, Mr. Singh. Like Charlie Chan? Well, something like Charlie Chan. <laughs> Only smarter. <laughs> Hope so. Charlie Chan, he big fakey. 
Him American man, pick you up like China boy. <laughs> oh, well, I don't think you had nothing to do with this case. You run along, our thing. We'll just nose around. Very good, boss. But remember... Remember what? Old Chinese saying. Huh? Man with long nose, catch him plenty talk and snoot. Bye now. <laughs> Yeah, Detective McGee speaking. Okay, send him in. The furnace tender, Molly. Kind of suspicious, him being here in this weather. <laughs> All right, bud, sit down there. In the light. Why did you kill him? Kill who, please, sir? Definitely Dave, Billy Watson. Oh, hi, Phil. Hi, you boy. Hi, you man. I didn't kill nobody, sir. Yes. <laughs> Where was you between the hours of 11 o'clock? Why? <laughs> I said, you got an alibi for the hours between 11 p.m. and 3 a.m. this morning? Yes, sir, Miss McGee. All the night time, I was asleep, please, sir. <laughs> a likely story. If you was asleep, how could you have an alibi? Oh, that's very easy, Miss McGee. I ate too many barbecue sparrow blasts night before I go to bed. Yes? Yes, and I dreamed all night. I dreamed I was washing windows for Mr. Two, and he was scared I'd fall out. Lisa, you don't believe me, you ask Mr. Tube. <laughs> Looks like silly's trouble, don't it? I'll check up with more tubes as a matter of routine. Okay, sir, you can go. Yes, sir, thank you. You know what I'm going to do now, Molly? Search the house. Going over it with a fine tooth comb. I see. Skullduggery. You see, if there's any clue... Who's there? Hey, boss, we got her. Huh? Got who? The mouse. The chief rounded her up. You know, she runs with the Weems gang. They call her the Orchid. Heavenly days, the Orchid. Because she runs around with the orchestra, I suppose. Oh. <laughs> Quiet, Molly. The boy says she's real beautiful, ma'am. I ain't ever seen her myself because she always wears a veil. There's a veil, eh? Well, listen here, officer. I don't care how beautiful she is. It won't affect me none. I've heard of women like her, McGee. Wicked and beautiful. They lure men to destruction. All for the sake of a pretty face. Ah, me. <clears throat> Bring her inside. Okay, boss. Can I straight, Molly? What do you say? <clears throat> oh, dear, get that smirk off your face, you mean. <clears throat> so you're the beautiful orchid, are you? The gun mall of the Weems gang. Let me see your face. I says, take off the veil, sis. I don't care how gorgeous you are, I can take it. <clears throat> oh, so you won't talk, eh? Okay, I'll fix you. McGee, what are you going to do? I'm going to rip this veil off. Now then, my proud beauty. Well, Skippy, are you satisfied? <laughs> are you the orchid? That's me, Sonny. That's what they call me, the orchid. <laughs> kind of wilted, ain't you, Grandma? <laughs> well, you're fresh enough for both of us, son. Well, listen, orchid. Where was you between 11 o'clock last night and 7 this morning? I was seeing the man about ostrich. A smart dame, huh? No, that's on the level, Shorty You see, I'm teaching my granddaughter fan dancing And I had to see a man about some feathers You know anything about Chester Checkstub The billionaire department store man being took for a ride? Oh, no, I don't go in for that stuff nowadays You know that I stick to shoplifting myself It's more genteel You married? Well, I was, but I left my husband Why? Well, I like a man with nerve, Sonny. And ever since the police raided us and took all our guns, he won't do anything. Says he just hasn't got the gap for it anymore. <laughs> Come on, boys. 
Gotta go pick myself up a fall out there. Give me my bag. Now, now we're getting someplace. Where? Well, old say I forgot something. Hey, officer. Yes, sir. Uh, any fingerprints on the windowsills, officer? No, sir. They're protected with Johnson's wax. Oh. Are you on duty here, Harlow? Yes, I am Lieutenant Wilcox of the Home Inside Squad. Oh. <laughs> I'm afraid that operation didn't do him a bit of good. <laughs> Come on, Molly. I'm going to search the house. Hey, Chief. Yes, yes. What is it, my little detective? Uh, <laughs> detective? <laughs> I've been searching the kitchen. Found some interesting items, too. Baked ham, raisin bread, olives, peach pie, and a short beer. <laughs> uh, what was it you wanted? Well, my husband thought it might be a good idea to go through all the rooms. Yes, yes. A very fine idea. Might catch a couple of rumors. Yes, yes. <laughs> well, go right ahead. If you want me for anything, I'll be right behind my third piece of peach pie. Hey, he don't take this murder serious, He's probably one of those people who reads the last chapter first to see how it comes out. What room do we take first? Come on upstairs. I want to see old Check Stubb's room. Oh. <laughs> Which... <laughs> Which room is it, McGee? This one right here, Molly. We'll just look around and see... Oh, McGee, look. There's somebody under the bed. Come out of there, you. I got you covered. One side, Molly. All right, bud. Don't make no false moves now. Now face the window and let me get a good look at you. What is it? Hold up. McGee, it's Chester Checkstub himself. Chester Checkstub? Well, what was you sleeping under the bed for, Checkstub? I wasn't sleeping, you idiot. I dropped my collar button. Well, we found a note that says you've been murdered. What do you mean, murdered? Why, look at this note. It says... And being taken for a ride by Boss of the Underworld. Boss of the Underworld. Oh, nonsense, you nitwit. That note's been torn. It, it said I went for a ride with one of my employees. One, one of, of your employees? employees? Yes, the Boss of the Underwear Department. <laughs> well, that's a heck of a note. <laughs> work and more play. That's what most women want and should have during the hot summer months. That's why millions of housewives have become so enthusiastic about Johnson's Glow Coat. This remarkable no-rubbing floor polish is so easy to use. It dries in 20 minutes and leaves a beautiful polish on floors and linoleum. You don't have to do any rubbing or buffing. Just put Glow Coat on the floor and forget about it until it's dry. 
From that time on, your floors will be much easier to care for. Dirt and dust can't cling to the shining surface. The polish is tough and long-wearing, and it saves the floor underneath from getting worn and shabby-looking. Ask your dealer for Glow Coat, spelled G-L-O hyphen C-O-A-T. It comes in the attractive yellow can. And remember, you save money by ordering the larger sizes. but only had sense enough to stay dead, I'd have showed them some real detective work. A likely story. <laughs> I bet you think that Sherlock Holmes is a subdivision. Uh, uh, good night. <laughs> good night, all. Bidding you until the same time next week. Good night. This is the Red Network of the National Broadcasting Company. <laughs>